I want me some glory hope. Yeah! Hello, welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I am your host, Bo Sebas, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Woo, Bo Sebas, here we go. Well, buddy, it took a full month into the season before we dropped a unit on a weekend and buddy that is simply kicking fucking ass we did however drop a couple last weekend two small steps back for fgh and this weekend is one giant leap into that sweet sweet glory hole bocephus made that glory hole be as deep and open as my last girlfriend. Man, you talk about a large mouth vagina. Woo! Now, whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. What a stupid son of a bitch. My apologies, Mr. President. I will do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com, and hit us up with those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football glory hole way. Y'all know the drill by now. We will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money. Woo! Woo! Love that money. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast. Bo Cephas, as always, right here on the sports patio. We got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show, my friend. Tell the people all about your horrible, freaking disgusting, cold beer hip choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a San Diego Pale Ale .394 by L. Smith Brewery in San Diego, California. Mm. Very good beer. I gave it three and a half out of five stars on my beer app. And it's very apropos to be drinking that tonight because Longhorn, did you know that on this day in 1542, California was discovered by the Europeans when Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo of Spain landed 
excellent. Combined two of them, but whatever. Landed in what is now known as San Diego. And not only is that important for the pure history of the event, it also dispels the long-held myth on this podcast that San Diego was actually founded by the Germans in 1934. (laughs) But most importantly, Uh it is significant because after a few hours on shore, when Juan Cabrillo was anxious to get back in his ship for fear of a possible native attack, and also to continue his discovery further up the coastline, he urged his men to get back in the boat. But his men turned around to him and they said, and I quote, We barely just got here, punto. Quit tripping, Holmes. <laughs> and that, boys and girls, was the beginning of the Southern California Cholos. Oh. So, big day in history. Big day yeah. in history. No, there's no way any of that's true, but that was a great, that was a great story. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, what is true is we're going to get into the podcast. We're the good, the bad, the hard. You fucking kidding me. We're going to give you every win coming in the air tonight in the NFL. And of course, of course, we'll get you paid as we've been doing with our free picks. But first, we got to get paid. And to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by KidsBeGone.com. We've all heard the stat that 50% of all marriages end in divorce. Well, here's a stat that you probably haven't heard. 98% of those failed marriages end because of those poor couple's shitty-ass kids. That's right. It's not because the man and woman couldn't get along. They got along just fine before those little nipple nibblers came along. But now everybody in the goddamn house is miserable because those little fucktards can't go five fucking seconds without needing something from somebody and the marriage fails. Big fucking shocker! Well, if you and your spouse are headed down the road to divorce and you think there's nothing you can do about it, you're fucking wrong. From the company that brought you the service Wife Be Gone comes a brand new service that will save your marriage for sure. Introducing Kids Be Gone! Kids Be Gone is a flat-free, brat-ridding service that will resuscitate your love life by sending your little shit bags packing for good. Talk about a fucking redo on life. Holy shit, these guys are miracle workers. So if your fuck trophies have turned out to be participation ribbons, then you need to go right now! to kidsbegone.com and put an our code word glory hole for 10% off their booger eater defeater program. That's kidsbegone.com code word glory hole for 10% off their services one more time. kidsbegone.com code word glory hole. Jesus Christ Longhorn that kids be gone sounds like a hell of a product. Um I think that uh some of our friends on the other side of the aisle the Democrats are trying to uh expand that product to uh go before maybe they are kids to get rid of them but whatever even if you've got them and you regret them uh it sounds like a good way to get fucking rid of them so uh, Mm um you know uh i support it i I like it yeah i think they're going for like everything up to like eight years of age get rid of them and then like when you hit 60 (laughs) you know now they're doing this assisted suicide so it's like hey grandma you feel like uh maybe i don't know suiciding yourself today we got a little we got a little shot here in the back (laughs) (laughs) you're you're jamming me up grandma let's get rid of this have you heard of covid yeah (laughs) and now it's time for the good oh that's good that's good well that's just Fucking great! That's just fucking great! The bad. This is bad. This is bad. Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it! Are you fucking with me? (laughs) 
Alright, boys and girls, as always, we start off the good, and the good last week was fucking us, baby, in the NFL. Two and one of the clients, uh, us in the Super Contest, four and one, and a three and two. Us on the podcast last week, nine and four on the leans, and two and oh on our free picks. Longhorn, we just keep giving away all this goddamn money. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're patting ourselves on the back, I mean, I'd have to go back and listen to weeks one through one and two, but I don't know that a sounder has missed yet this year. I don't know. The big dick picks of the week are two and zero. All the danger zone picks are coming true. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know. Maybe throw a few shekels our way just for the hell of it because we are making you some sweet moolah yeah info at the <laughs> is our email and then we will put you in touch with uh our paypal and how we get paid if you are so inclined thank you kindly thank you kindly now moving on with the bad as we always tell on ourselves <clears throat> uh that'd be unc north carolina those fucking tar hills minus one and a half versus a very lackluster Notre Dame team. They took a 7-0 lead because mm-hmm. they score on everybody. It's just what the fuck they do. They just take UNC overs, and you're just, I think they've cashed every over so far this year. And then after taking a 7-0 lead, they got ran out of the fucking building by, again, mm-hmm. a very mediocre Notre Dame mm-hmm. team. What a terrible call mm-hmm. uh, on our part because as – UNC scores on everybody. They also get scored on, uh, to quote the great Nick Saban, everybody runs through them like <laughs> shit through a tin horn. So um, just take the over. Don't even bet. Don't even worry about it. Just bet the fucking over on UNC until it loses, and then probably still bet it again. Who gives a shit? UNC, more like UN can't see the, the win. Never mind. Just go. Carry on. All right, we're going to move on. <laughs> now to the are you fucking kidding me? Oh, and I'm fired up about this one this week. Toledo, minus three, we had them. Toledo, in the game versus San Diego State, had 10 more first downs than San Diego State. They had 100 more total yards than San Diego State. They were 6 for 13 on third down. San Diego State was 2 for 12 on third down. But they turned the ball over four goddamn times all inside plus territory, costing all the points. And they still, even with all of that, had the lead and the cover with a minute left to go versus that fucking hapless, and I mean hapless offense. I think at that point, San Diego State had like 73 yards total offense for the whole fucking game. So, of course, why not make the stop, win the game, we win, blah, 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 who gives a shit? No, no, no. No, no, no. They let San Diego State gain 63 yards in 59 minutes of a football game, go all the way down the field from their 25, and score the go-ahead touchdown to put us out of the cover and lose the game straight up. God damn it! I did not see a single play of that game, and uh, sounds like I'm glad I did because, hmm, you know, it's, what is Toledo? What is their mascot, even? You even know? The Rockets. Oh, of course. The Toledo Pocket Rockets let us down <laughs> once again. 
and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's time! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Stay calm! What do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening. It's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! Oh man, oh man, it is time, baby, to go over every NFL game in the air tonight and long. We're going to start with, obviously, the game of the fucking week. I hate busting our nut right off the top, but we got to do it. Uh, It's going to be those New Orleans Saints at home. Two and a half point dogs versus the Minnesota Vikings. Except they're not at home, they're in London. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You sound like you're from London. G'day, mate. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, look, we know Cousins doesn't like playing in prime time. What exactly time is this going to fucking be over there in London for him across the pond? Who the fuck knows? All I know is it's going to severely jack up his, uh, you know, his normalcy and what he likes. Um, but New Orleans is 0-3 ATS this year, and um, I don't really like that either. And I've I've seen mixed reports on Dalton or Winston getting this start. Have you heard the official yet on which one's going? Have not heard. Um, line, the world opener was plus one. It's plus two and a half. I don't know if that's off of performances. Yeah. That's not really an injury line move. It's got to be performances, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like anything under three would, even though, you know, you got the worrisome time slot situation. I, I just, man, I, I was on New Orleans, but I don't like the way they look. And, um, you know, with the uncertainty with the quarterback situation, Winston, if he does play, he's obviously not right. And Dalton, who the fuck knows what you're getting there. So um, it's really a stay away. Um, it, you're getting a hell of a head of hair. That's for sure. You're getting a lot of red hair and a carpet and drape situation going on there. But <laughs> but uh, you're, get, you're getting two and a half. So in, a, in games like this, you've heard me say before, you know, take take the teaser. Take it up to, to plus eight and a half for New Orleans. Uh, if you like Minnesota, get it under the three. But really, I've got no lean on this whatsoever. Yeah, so I forgot I was going to preface. Uh, I've been prefacing with some uh, kind of overall trends, so we'll hit it now. Uh, the one we've been looking at, teams that did not cover versus teams that did cover. Uh, last couple years, that's been hitting at a pretty good clip. Last week, it went 4-2. Uh, and two. It's 8-5 and five ATS this year so far. Those teams that qualify for that this week are Buffalo Bills, Seattle, Arizona, New England, Las Vegas, San Francisco, and those stupid Redskins. So neither one of these teams qualify for that. And the other one I wanted to add to this, and this is pretty fucking incredible. It's kind of mind-blowing and troublesome all at the same time. But the last two years, teams that lose the game straight up, so you just lost the game, 
are 37 and 261 against the spread. That's 14% cover. So in other words, taking dogs on anything but the money line is kind of pointless at this point when you're looking at that trend. Now, how long does this last? I don't know. Is it a big blip? To be honest with you, I have no idea, but we're going to track it going forward. But in other words, if you don't win the game, you're only covering 14% of the time, which we tell you all the time. Don't be on the wrong side of some trend like that. So pretty much whoever you think is going to win this game, I would just say bet that side. Uh, I don't have a good feel either way for it. I mean, you got to think that if Dalton's in there, uh, but but uh, Kamara's probably out. I think Michael Thomas might be out. Like I said, it was plus one and the summer look ahead is plus one of the world opener. It's two and a half now. So Winston or Dalton, I don't know that you're really getting it. In Winston's current state, as bad as he's been playing and his injury, I don't know that that's a big difference either way. So yeah, probably it's pretty, not. It's pretty much just who do you think is the better team and who do you think is going to win the game, and that would be the side that I'd say to bet. Yeah, there you go. All right, that was obviously not the game of the week. I was fucking around. Moving on. This is this is the game of the week. It's the Atlanta Falcons at home. Mm. <laughs> They're one and a half point dogs versus the Cleveland Browns. Well, it might not be the best game of the week, but it is definitely the Danger Zone game of the week. Listen, Cleveland better be careful here. Um, They absolutely should be able to go into Atlanta and move the ball at will and win this game. But Atlanta, they're not – look, man, they're they're just proving that they're not going to be a pushover at least until while they stay healthy. Um, They are 3-0 ATS this season. They've shown the ability to move the ball and score uh, against teams. Uh, So Cleveland's obviously got to – on both sides of the ball, Cleveland's just better. So so they should go in here and handle up, but, but why is the line so low? The line's so low because Atlanta is getting respect. Uh, has this been a line move, mostly of us? Like, what was the opener versus what it is now? Yeah, so it's three and a half, and people say, well, maybe that was Watson kind of indecision, maybe suspension, maybe not. Vegas already knew Watson was out. At least this early, yeah. So that's, I don't think that that's a factor really at all yeah so atlanta is their their um their their pro people's darling right now and um at at plus one and a half at home um they they are in that perfect teaser spot so you can take it through the three and through the seven and that is probably what i will um definitely do now as far as look cleveland cleveland gave one away two weeks ago at the jets in a game they were dominating. This is probably going to be very much the same type situation, and I don't necessarily think that that they'll give away another one on the road like they did against the Jets, so I think they'll be a little bit more locked in and focused at the end of the game. But, like I said, they better be careful, and they better not think they can come in here to Atlanta and just uh, walk away with an easy win, or they will end up with another uh, tail between their legs, walk away with a loss on the road. So... Um, yeah, lean to Atlanta on the on the teaser and um, be careful, Cleveland. Be careful. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to say be careful too. Obviously, I want Cleveland to win. We have a 
future bet on Atlanta under their winning total is definitely not a game that we would project them winning. Um, but obviously, Vegas is telling you the Cleveland is the better football team, but you know, by far, uh, with them being home dogs. But again, like you said, uh, between Atlanta kind of overperforming expectations and Cleveland, I mean, underperforming. If you look at their, you look at their defense, they are 23rd in DVOA. Now, the flip side of that, Atlanta's 27. So, what does Cle- what does Cleveland need? You know, with a Jacoby Brissett, they need to play a bad defense. They're going to play a bad defense. They should be able to move the ball and score the ball. They it, I mean, Cleveland's a good enough team to win this game. But again, Jacoby Brissett is not the type of quarterback that just goes and wins every game that he's supposed to win. So that's what is kind of my caveat on that one. Yeah. Uh, our numbers have this projected as an overall agreement for Atlanta. And our power rankings has it, obviously, for Atlanta. Our power rankings last week, just to update everybody on that, on all gradable games went 7-6. and six. Our power rankings overall are 23-20, and 20, betting every gradable game that uh, we could possibly grade. So that's pretty goddamn good if you're just going to straight up numbers and how we're projecting things. So that's good for early in the season. Like, you know, as the data rolls in, it's going to, it'll get much better. Obviously. Well, I mean, if, if you can win more games than you lose and you're literally betting every single football game, yeah. that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Let's be honest. Agreed. That's fucking phenomenal. All right. Moving on. <clears throat> Those Dallas Cowboys. Woo. The two and one baby. And they are three-point home favorites versus the stupid Washington Redskins. Yeah, look, man, this, we have this conversation every single week, and here's another one. As a pro, you just have to bet. It, it's either it's for me. It's either Washington or pass in this game. Uh, literally, Washington looked like a fucking peewee football team last week. It looked like you were watching the worst football team that had ever strapped up and played football. When that happens, especially when they're... I don't know, man. I've seen a lot of UMass football yeah, well, over the years. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe they were the UMass... <laughs> maybe it was the Minutemen <laughs> pretending to be the Redskins out there last Sunday. Because that was embarrassing. Um, yeah, like, I mean, Dallas coming off the primetime win on the road. I mean, just everything situationally points to Washington. You're getting the plus three... I honestly think it would probably tick up as you get closer to game time. You might. I mean, I know it's coming off a key number of three, so it might not. But if you if you like Washington, I think you can wait, and you might even get that three and a half closer to game time. Uh, that's the only way I would look and lean. Not It's not like I'm running to put it into a super contest. I can tell you that. But on the force lean, yeah, give me those points. So I'd have to lean with you, but here's an amazing thing that we've seen. Uh, if you remember, boys and girls, we told you uh, we love Cincinnati in week two. I'm sorry, we love Dallas in week two versus Cincinnati. Right. Uh, because the line adjusted nine points <laughs> because Dak Prescott went out to Cooper Rush. Now, Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush. All right, I'm not, I'm not, I don't fucking have a tinfoil hat on. I'm not one of those fucking conspiracy theorists. He is better. But he ain't nine points better, and we told you at the time he wasn't nine points better. But now we've got a situation where this line in the summer look-ahead was six and a half. So now you're telling me that Cooper Rush is only three and a half points worse than Dak Prescott. Uh-oh. 
which we told you at the time he was about five. So now you're starting to get value back. Last last week we told you on the podcast the line was exactly right. It was the perfect adjustment. It was a fair line in New York. It was a toss-up game, and if you watch that game, it very much was a toss-up game. Uh, Could have went either way. It went the Cows' way. Uh, they made enough plays to win the game, and so. But now this line is very much not in line with what the market should be, even with our big downgrade to Washington, which we have downgraded the stupid Redskins quite a bit uh, off the top of the week. You know, uh, you were higher on them than I was, but I, you know, one game I higher. Still, one game higher. But it was the breakover between below yeah, average yeah, yeah. You're and right. You're right. below average and above average. So it's. It's a bigger one game than most one game splits. It was However, on the line of either over or under the the win total, eight and a half yeah. or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah, seven and a half. So, no, seven and a half because I I had them at eight and you had them at seven. Okay, so either way, below average. Well, they've proven to be a well below average team so far this year. <clears throat> but as I say every week with this team, if Carson Wentz could not turn the fucking ball over, you know. And if they can get off the field on third down, which is their biggest fucking... I mean, for two fucking years, it's been their biggest downfall. And some supposed defensive genius like Ron Rivera is supposed to be able to fix that. He ain't fixed shit. So, look, with Dak in the game, you know, they he owns the Redskins. He owns the division. I mean, their ATS record in the division, I think, is second in the entire NFL uh, since Dak has been there, obviously he's not here for this game. But I got to lean with you because this line is now overinflated uh, to the Cowboys, and we're giving Cooper the market's giving Cooper Rush too much love at this point, and maybe down maybe downgrading Washington a little bit too much, even though they deserve most of it. Yeah, I mean, I, it does bother me with because the one thing that Wentz struggles the most with is a heavy pass rush, and with you know, Demarcus uh, Lawrence and the fucking the freak show over there on the other side. <laughs> There's gonna be pressure. Yeah, man, that's a great point about that pass rush, and that was kind of the thing watching that game is, you know, Dallas got six sacks versus the Giants, and fucking Lawrence Taylor Jr. didn't even fucking have <laughs> one. So man, I guess my question scary. to you is, uh, you're the PFF guy, so where does like Washington rank? You know, pass blocking versus where the Giants are at. Washington pass blocking. Okay, let me sort it. This column. So, Washington pass blocking sorted by itself. They are actually number 12 ranked with a 65.8 PFF. And scrolling. Oh, yeah. Okay, the Giants are 49.5 pass blocking for 30th in the NFL when you sort just for pass blocking grades. Okay. And and the Giants had some success running the ball against the Cowboys, and obviously Tampa had a lot of success running the ball versus the Cowboys. I mean, Tommy really didn't do a lot in that game. He had a few big throws or whatever, and he, and he made the throws when it counted, as he always does. But basically, if you can keep your quarterback clean, which, you know, even Tampa, Tom got hit a lot and got sacked a lot, but he's Tom Brady, so kind of throw that out. But you can have some success running this, you know, running the ball. But Washington can't fucking run the ball. They they suck at fucking running too. So like, I don't understand how they can you know generate enough offense 
to stay in this football game without some sort of fucking turnover luck, which, you know, that is what it is. You can't fucking yeah, can't predict that. Their run block grades are way worse than their pass block grades, but it's interesting because their two best pass blocking grade people are their two tackles, Cosme and uh, uh, Leno. So, in theory, that should help on the edges versus DeMarcus and uh, the junior LT over there. But, again, I mean, we, we spent a long time on this, but, like, it's it scares me. The, situationally, love Washington. Uh, Matchup-wise, Wentz scares the fuck out of me, and that pass rush scares me to death, so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not something I'm itching to play either way. I'll say that. All right, moving on to your Detroit Lions. They're fucking favorites. Four points. Mm-hmm. Four and a half at a couple of books over the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, and again, um, this this is just not the spot for Detroit. I mean, nobody loves Detroit more than me, and I certainly hope they win this game. I know that, uh, well, I mean, I guess Seattle's, what, one and two? We have them on the season. Yeah, either way, we we're going to take a loss, so yeah. we're fine. Either way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Detroit won as a short home favorite against Washington, and I said in that game that's not the spot for them. And they went out and they jumped out to like a 22 to nothing lead, I think, at halftime, and uh, kind of leaked that lead away and then held on at the end. But again, this isn't a short home favorite. This is a big home favorite. So this is not the spot for them. I'm going to stick with that again. This defense is specifically on the back end. It's just not good enough to uh, shut the back door against anybody. So Seattle's going to have that back door open all fucking day long. And look, Geno Smith, he's not good, but he's fucking slinging it around. He's putting up big yardage numbers, and if you put up big yardage numbers, eventually you get the ball in the end zone. So, yeah, give me Seattle on those points. This is uh, way too many points. For, this is way too many points for Detroit to be fucking laying against anybody, even sorry-ass Seattle. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Seattle is one of the teams that fall into the teams that didn't cover versus teams that did cover. Uh, wait, Seattle. Yeah, because yeah. you said them earlier. Yeah, man. yeah, because Detroit covered uh, last week um, against who they play. I forget now. They played. Uh, let's see. They lost last week against. Oh, oh Minnesota, 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 Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. But they were winning. They held on for the cover at the end, um, and it took a lot for. Yeah. And here, here's my biggest thing on this. So uh, DeAndre Swift, who is awesome. He was awesome at Georgia. Every time he touches the field, he's fucking awesome. But he cannot stay on the field. And if you look, and I look back at the game log specifically when I was looking at his handicap to see when he went out. And after he went out of the ball game, and he didn't have a huge game um, statistically, but every time he touched the ball, he did make obviously positive contributions. But after he left the game, they didn't score another point. Not one other point. And if you remember last year, you know, this team, they were awesome. ATL, they've been awesome since fucking, uh, oh, coach fucking uh, Musclehead showed up against the spread. Either way, yeah. but when he left the team, they went on that big kind of losing streak where, man, they were huge dogs every week, and they were 
eking out covers, but man, it was just eking it out, and they were never really in any of those games. And then as soon as he comes back, all of a sudden, Detroit is threatening people, like threatening to win football games and won some football games when he came back. It's just one of those weird situations in the NFL where dudes are they're not mathematically worth as many points as you would think that they would be, but for whatever reason, for that particular team and that particular offense or scheme or whatever, they just matter more to the spread than the math will tell you, and he's just one of those dudes that does, and he's not going to be there. So to me, that's another big uh, leaning uh, to Seattle. And then if you look at the look ahead, this was the one game. This was the one game Detroit was supposed to be favorited all year. And uh, they were favored by two <laughs> points on the look ahead, and now it's four to four and a half. I don't see anything that Seattle's done that's downgraded them two to two and a half points. I don't see anything Detroit's done that's upgraded them two to two and a half points. These teams are exactly who they thought that they are. They're both one and two. You know, they're not good football teams, so I don't, I don't see the difference. I don't see the upgrade. I don't see the downgrade. So yeah, I got to go Seattle. Uh, Detroit had a 40.7 coverage grade against Minnesota last week. That is definitely not bueno. No bueno. Not bigly. Okay. Not bigly. Not bigly. All right. Moving on to those Indianapolis Colts. They are three-point home favorites after they fucked us squarely in the ass last week. Um, and they're home favorites to Tennessee. Yeah, this is just a uh, pretty gross divisional game. Uh, I'm not going to put it in the corner as a uh, TV corn TV game because, hey, look, I mean, these aren't awful teams. One of these teams is probably going to win the division. It's likely they're favored, one of these two, to win the division. Although, I don't know that either one will. We'll get into that later. Uh, high motivation uh, for both these teams, be, you know, obviously because they – they were the favorites to win this division, and they're not starting very well, and Jacksonville is putting the pressure on them uh, for sure. But um, in a situation like this, I'm just going to default to the free three, three-and-a-half points. I will take them, gobble them up, and, um, you know, just just this, this game is destined. I mean, almost destined to land on three. So give me the three-and-a-half. Yeah, and if you feel like my buddy, you can get that three and a half. It's consensus three right now, but you can get three and a half at BetMGM, at Caesars, and at, uh, who's this other one? At WinBetSports. So, there's definitely three and a half to be had. Uh, the cheapest one is actually at Caesars. It's minus 110. The other two three and a half will cost you minus 115. So, um... Caesars is obviously balanced on both sides. Uh, the other two are going to charge you a little extra big to take the Tennessee Titans on that. So obviously, boys and girls, get the cheapest price you always can because at the end of the day, if you don't think that shit matters, I promise you, go up to fucking Oklahoma or one of those Indian casinos mm-hmm. where they charge you a dollar or a goddamn roll on craps and see how well you do at the end of the night because I promise you, you're not going to come out as well ahead as you normally do if you come out ahead at all. That fucking nickel is everything in the scope of a whole season. Fucking, fucking engines up there trying to take back our country a dollar at a time on all these fucking craps tables. <laughs> Taking it back. Taking it back. All right. Still still trying to rename all the teams. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to those New York 
football giants coming off the Monday night loss to the Cowboys. <laughs> Three and a half consensus now. Home favorites over the Chicago Bears. Three and a half. Kiss my ass with that. But this is the Hello Corner <laughs> TV game. I mean, I'm glad you said it was three and a half because that actually uh, gives this game some fucking meaning. Uh, uh, yeah, at three and a half, give me, give me Chicago. I guess I'm. I mean, th- both these teams are two and one. This is the worst two and the combined record. This in this game is four and two. The, these these teams might not combine to win six games, seven games all year, and they're two and one each. So yeah, fuck both these teams. I, I actually I hope they tie. I hope they fucking tie. Neither one of them deserve a win, and uh, fuck them both. Yeah, I am also rooting for that tie. The look ahead on this was uh, <laughs> two and a half, so um, a point I guess downgrade just because Chicago's been so bad on offense, like. You know, I mean, the Giants have been awful too, but Chicago is next level fucking bad. But here's what I will say: uh, the books are straddling this like a motherfucker. So if you want to take the Giants minus three and a half, they're only charging you a nickel. If you want to take the plus three and a half, it's minus one fifteen at every book that I see it at, and that is straight across the board. Those same prices all the way at three. They're gonna give you the nickel in Chicago. You can take them plus three at, mi- at minus one hundred five. They're charging you an extra nickel to only lay the three for the Giants. That should tell you which way this game is moving, which way it probably will continue to go. If it's already three and a half most places, it's probably closing closer to four uh, come game time. So just do yourself a favor and don't watch it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on those goddamn Philadelphia Eagles. Fuck, they look good. Minus six and a half at home versus my Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, Philly is coming in on an all-time high right now. They have not been flying and soaring this high since they had their fans eating horse shit off the sidewalk. They are feeling good. They are feeling good about themselves right now. Um, The 7, it opened at 7, got gobbled up immediately. Jacksonville is becoming one of those uh, darlings quickly this season, much like Cincinnati did last season. Uh, but yeah, anything over six, give me give me the six points or higher on Jacksonville. I like it. Uh, Peterson, this is a Peterson return game. Going back to Philly, and uh, the one thing I'll say on this is is it's still early in the season, so we gotta we gotta pump the brakes a little bit on perceptions and what they might be long term. However, you do have to you you have to contemplate this if this game was in week 13, 14, or 15. And what if Jacksonville is kind of this year's Cincinnati? Well, what would this line be if Jacksonville was sitting with a you know a nine four record or an eight and five record or whatever, and going into Philly? This line would not be six and a half seven. It would be four four and a half. You know, something like that. So if Jacksonville is for real, you're getting amazing value here. And you know what? Throwing in the, the Peterson factor. And that familiarity there, that's enough to put me on Jacksonville big time here. Uh, so very strong lean to Jacksonville here. That's an interesting uh, question on who, what the line would be. Because if you look at the look-ahead summer line, and remember the expectation coming into the season. So Philly was, what, over under nine? 
right? Nine wins. Yeah, nine, nine and a half, I think. So, obviously expecting to be a good football team. Jacksonville was six and a half, obviously expecting to be a shitty football team. So, you expect that line to be bigger than the six and a half. However, uh, the look-ahead line from the summer was exactly six and a half. So, the only way you get that is, obviously, both teams have been upgraded significantly because... If you just upgraded Jacksonville, it'd obviously be less, and you can't downgrade a 3-0 team, so that wouldn't make any sense. So obviously both teams have been upgraded. We've upgraded both teams in our power rankings, uh, respectively, and deservedly so. Uh, Jalen Hurts so far has answered a lot of the questions that we had coming in with him, and because of all of that, uh, the numbers on our from all of our algorithms are split on this game right down the middle. Which you would expect, so historically, from our perspective, it's a coin flip game, 50-50 on the 6.5. But I'll give you again the stat I said before. If you don't fucking win, you only cover 14% of the time. So (laughs) maybe this is one of the 14% that Jacksonville sneaks into the three. I don't know. I think either Jacksonville pulls up the monster upset or Philly just kind of walks away with a... 7 to 10 point win and it just, it just is what it is so I mean I think I what really pisses me off about not just this game but is the fact that we didn't get to see Jacksonville versus a full strength Chargers team last week and I think that was the kind of fucking measuring stick that we needed early on in a season yeah. for an upstart team which we see upstart teams Every, I mean, fuck, Carolina started 3-0 and last year or whatever, and they won two games the rest of the fucking year. It have, I mean, Giant, the Giants are 2-1, and like you said. The Bears are 2-1. and They're not going to win shit the rest of the year. They might, you know, they might end up with six and four wins, respectively, or whatever it comes down to. And Jacksonville might fucking fall in their face still, but that was the one game that I was looking forward to, to say, okay, they're going to cross the country against a fucking really good team and the Chargers. Let's see what they're really made of at this point. And we didn't get to see that because of the injury situation to, obviously, Herbert. And by the end of the game, pretty much the and entire goddamn else. team yeah. in <laughs> for the Chargers. And it was just a washout. So, I don't take much from that they, game. They destroyed them, though. Like, nope. they fucking blew them oh, I out, know. So. I know. It, 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 was, it was never a football game. So it's not like they got lucky and got turned. No, they just beat the shit out of them. But, again, with all things being equal... That's not the matchup that it would have been if all things were being equal. So, and I will say this, and you know, maybe this is just letting your foot off the gas. I, it, it's probably actually likely that, but maybe it's not. Uh, Philadelphia has not scored in the second half two weeks in a row. So now, obviously, they've they've jumped out to some leads. And um, but if you you know you sometimes you play with fire, you get in the habit with things. Uh, if they let their foot off the gas or, you know, they have, or if it's something schematically or whatever, that that's an issue in the second half for them. Well, when you're catching, when you're playing a team catching six and a half, that back door is wide open. So, uh, just something to think about there. Not only that though, both these teams actually are, uh, I heard a stat this week, both these teams are in like the top five on first half scoring differential. So far in the league, and that's actually a pretty good indicator on who's going to be a really good team for an entire season. Yeah. In fact, once you get to the end of the season, the leaders in that category generally are your actual Super Bowl contenders. Now, I'm not saying 
Jacksonville's going to be a Super right, Bowl right, contender right. for an entire year. Well, it happened last but, year. Fucking happened last. I'm 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 done with like it can happen. We yeah, saw this last year. I mean, if you get so yeah, if you happen. get the right fucking quarterback and he's on a rookie contract <laughs> and you get the right yeah. mix, yes, it absolutely can happen. The right coach and the right coach. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, he's got all. It's got Jacksonville has all the ingredients for that that just second year pop. So uh, we'll see. I will say this, uh, and, and I don't watch the pregame shows anymore. I've I have completely cut that bullshit out of my. Is Terry uh, Bradshaw still alive? That's all I want to know. <laughs> I don't know because I don't fucking watch them because they're all they do is get in your head and and make you and then cloud cloud uh, your decision making. But so so what I'm saying is I don't know if anybody's talked about this or not. But when I watch Jalen Hurts throw the ball, his form looks different. Have you heard anybody talk? Is this a thing that people are talking about? It 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 looks like his whole motion is different to me. I haven't heard anybody talk about it because, like you, I stopped watching. The only, the only preseason or pre-game show that I'll even tune into is the uh, awesome uh, college football game day, just because of the atmosphere. Yeah. They have a lot of, you know, it's just a lot of fun. That's the only reason. And plus, you're usually up, you know, doing chores or whatever, getting the shit out of the way so you can watch football. So it's just, you get to watch Lee Corso Biden up there with his dementia. Oh, God, that's such a fucking terrible... <laughs> oh, I don't want to get into that right now. We can talk about it on the Bastards if you want to, yeah. but whatever. Uh, uh, but what I will say, watching Jalen Hurts play, he to me, he looks improved. And here's one thing, and I've shit on this kid and shit on this kid and shit on this kid, but kind of like Lamar and Jackson, what I'm going to say at this point is, man, at, at every turn when you tell him... Hey, you're not good at this. Hey, you're not good at that. Hey, you're not good at... And they told him in Alabama, you can't throw the ball, get the fuck out of here. He went to Oklahoma. He fucking, you know, gets better at throwing the ball. They go, you know, do what they do at Oklahoma. Gets NFL, obviously he struggles throwing the football. He sucks at it. And then this year so far, he looks much improved. Like at every turn, this kid is just... Every year he plays football, he gets better and better and better. And I said it to, you know, one of our buddies. I was like, man, to be honest with you, I think he's the best running quarterback in the league. I think he's better than Lamar. I really do. I, he's maybe not as explosive as Lamar or whatever at Lamar's peak, but as far as just smooth running the football from a quarterback perspective, I haven't seen anything like him since Michael Vick. He is incredible when he breaks the pocket, well. and that is, you know, in, in modern football, you just can't account for that kind of shit, so... It's going to be very interesting to watch him continue to evolve. I'll say that. Yeah, dude. Fun game to watch. Fun game to watch. All right, moving on. Those Pittsburgh Steelers. Three-point home favorites versus the New York J-E-T-S. Yes! 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 Fucking. This is the smash spot of the week to me. Fucking Pittsburgh. You got Zach, Zach Wilson. From what I've heard, he's starting this game, and my God, I hope he does. Is his mother going to be in attendance? That's all I need to know. I keep hearing about this whore-ass mom. I don't know. She's a Uh, fucking hottie, baby. I need to get in touch with her. But, yeah. (laughs) uh, Coming up. Pittsburgh coming off a primetime loss to Cleveland. Um, that, that That was Thursday, right? So they got 10 days rest. Sitting here waiting for this sorry ass fucking quarterback to come in here against this defense, which has not been great. But let's face it, it's Zach Wilson against a defense, uh, a Pittsburgh defense at home, just waiting to to get him. So yeah, this is uh, this this is the st- NFL blowout. 
I mean, it could be by 20, it could be by 10. It's going to feel like, you know, it's never a game. Much like what Cincinnati did to the Jets last week. Kind of a gentleman's blowout. Just do our thing. Get the fuck out of here. Take our 10-point win, 14-point win, and move on. So, yeah, just I love Pittsburgh here in this spot. Yeah, I can't but help but agree. Uh, what really pisses me off in the Super Contest, Pittsburgh's minus three and a half. Ooh. Yeah, really wears me out. It's 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 only that? three and a half at one goddamn book. Oh, that's some fucking bullshit. Oh, it's at uh, where the fuck is this? I can't even I can't even read the name of that book. Bet River. Why are they? T- why would you? Why would they move and take a stand on that in the Super Contest? There's no reason for that. I don't know, but just to fuck with people, I guess. I, I guess. But if you look at the if you look at the summer look ahead line on this one, it was um sorry, I just had it. Three and a half. So it hasn't changed from that perspective to the super contest. You're getting a half point discount live. Do it live! And do it live. Here's, here's a little nugget for everybody. I think Zach Wilson's career high. Passing yards around 290 to 293, something like that. I think Joe Flacco's thrown for over over 300 in all three games. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that just goes to show you, uh, even if... But that's the thing. I think that the public is going to think this is like an upgrade for the Jets. And it's the it's not. complete opposite yeah, for it's me. Not. Oh, I know it's not, but that's how it's going to be. Oh, oh. To, to, to sell you, say what he's gonna get his quarterback. <laughs> oh god, I love fucking Jets fans. I love those New York fans. They can't even tackle. Oh my god, I'm looking up the Jets right now to see what they look like. Yeah, so they're dead ass last and passing DVOA. Now they're still very good at rushing DVOA because again, we've said it for I don't know how many years on this podcast. Uh, it's the only thing that can do well. Now, they've fallen, though. Rush, you're talking about rush yeah, defense? Yeah, so they're down to 12. So they're not even that great at that anymore, and they're dead-ass last of the pass. That means even Mitchie, little Mitchie boy Trubisky, should have... And here's the thing. He is playing for his fucking job this week. If he goes out and lays an egg to these shitty fucking yeah. Jets, then it's done. Yeah. His, his, it's yeah, done. His career's be, yeah. over. His starting job's over. It's fucking over. This is his this is his week to keep his job for at least one more fucking week. This is the game, and Tomlin will absolutely pull the plug on him if it's going fucking sideways. So all motivation to Mitchie boy, all motivation to the Steelers. They know they're not a very good football team. They know they gotta have this fucking win. So yeah, I'm with you. Just go get it. Alright, moving on to an actual football game. And it's gonna be those Baltimore Ravens three-point home dogs and you do not see that very often but they're playing the goddamn buffalo bills and john wayne's coming to town and uh he's looking mm-hmm. to fucking get some revenge this week yeah john wayne yeah you, the reason you know you don't see it very often as a matter of fact hit that sounder because it doesn't happen very often for a reason this is baltimore at home catching three are you kidding me uh it's a numbers play for sure but on top of that i'm hitting the sounder because you've got the most injured defense that I have ever seen. As a matter of fact, with what they did last week against Miami, like I, I would not downgrade Buffalo one fucking bit coming off that loss. We they did. Their complete, we yeah, didn't. their complete secondary was out, was out, and they should have won that game. I was highly impressed by that loss, uh, you know. But 
with that said, this is this is back on the road in a hard place to play. And who's who is playing better at quarterback, Lamar or Josh? I don't know. It's pretty close. And the fact that that uh, the home quarterback is getting getting three points, yeah, give me that all day long. And I think Baltimore wins this game. Uh, but yeah, definitely take the three points. Yeah, so I, man, I went back and forth on this one. I honestly have just because, and the only the only reason why obviously is Buffalo's uh, injuries. Now, if you look at the look headline, it was Buffalo minus two, so they've actually gotten bumped up even with all the injuries and everything that they've suffered. But I think yeah. that's simply because their defense has been so fucking good, number two in the league Amazing. in DVOA. And Baltimore has been struggling. They're number 18 overall. And I look back at the – I dug into this one pretty good because it's one of the ones I'm considering playing the Super Contest. And Buffalo is one of those teams that falls into the didn't cover versus the team that did cover. Okay. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I dug into it. And number two, just kind of looking at who they've played and what they've done. Uh, they've got a common opponent in Miami. Obviously, that was a game that Baltimore was winning big time, but then they let two or throw five fucking touchdowns and score 40-something points on them. You saw Buffalo depleted as fuck last week, and Tua didn't do much at all. Obviously, Miami did win the game, so kudos to them for doing so, and their defense did hold up against that Buffalo offense. Um, But Baltimore's defense, other than against the Jets, really hasn't done too much. I mean, against the Patriots, they're pretty good, but uh, obviously Mac Jones was compromising that one too. I don't know. I, I just think as bad as Baltimore's defense is, and you're looking at, you know, again, and you can say it's, it's a fair point. Lamar Jackson's fucking playing like an MVP again so far. Obviously, Josh Allen's still playing. He's been playing like an MVP for two-plus seasons now. So, I don't know, man. I... I, I just don't see Buffalo losing two games in a row. I, I can't see it. But with all the injuries, it's really it's really hemming me up from fucking putting them in the Super Contest. So I see where you're coming from. I'm going to slightly – I guess I'll slightly disagree with you, but I'm not yeah. like – I'm not standing on the fucking table about it. I'll say that. Yeah, it should be a great game. I mean, like uh, Buffalo – I just had it pulled up. Where is it? Uh, like the last – Last week, their coverage rating, which obviously you would expect, went to 44. And the two weeks before, it was 70 and 86. So, I mean, it's... And and what and Lamar's been slinging the ball around. They, they're more of a... It's weird, but they're actually more of a passing team right now. Because they can't fucking run. Uh, they can't run the ball. Right. So, you got two teams that Supposed- cannot run the football. Right. So And Baltimore is the know, number one, so far, number one DVOA offense in the league. Buffalo slipped... On that to number six now. And Baltimore's the number one passing DVOA defense. So, yeah, situationally, you're right. Um, us, or number one passing. Yeah, sorry. Number one passing offense DVOA. Yeah. And then rushing, Baltimore's 19th and Buffalo's dead ass fucking last at 32nd. These two teams cannot fucking oh, run the ball. It's going to be two quarterback. I mean, it's, it's going to be one of those fucking NFL, NBA games. Who's got the fucking ball last? And is that something you really want to fucking put your money on or put in a super contest? No, because you've got no fucking advantage. I mean, you can have a feeling and you have this and you have that. Both these quarterbacks are good enough to go win this football game. 
Uh, so again, I'm not going to argue with you. Give me the points. Yeah, just give me the points. And both quarterbacks probably rush for over 100 yards. I mean, it's going to be wild. It's, it's so crazy. They have two of the best rushing quarterbacks in the NFL, and they suck. Even with that, with that, that generally gives you such a boost, an artificial boost in your rushing DVOA just by having those guys, and they still suck dick. That I mean, Josh Allen is their leading rusher every fucking game. They're dead-ass last mm-hmm. run. The, they can't run the ball. They cannot run the football. Man. Yep, same for Lamar this year. It's weird. It's weird. Can't wait. All right. Can't wait. All right, moving on. Can't wait. Here's another game we can't wait for. Uh, maybe we can. The L.A. Superchargers are five-point road favorites against the Houston, with an H, Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at one point last week, uh, the Chargers were out five. Pro Bowlers and Herbert out there with his fucking broken ribs. So this isn't really the Chargers. Um, this is like some sort of weird version of Chargers. Some more, some weird retarded version of the Chargers. You never go full Charger, and they have absolutely <laughs> gone full fucking Charger. Um, listen, Houston is undefeated ATS this year. They've got, I think, they have a push. Uh, but they have not lost yet ATS, and they're going to be an ATS darling type team. I mean, a lot of your worst teams, I mean, this is just, I mean, it, you wonder why we pick bad teams. It's because they they are bad, and they get fucking free points, and it's the NFL. So, yeah, they're going to, of course, give me the points here. Um, Lane Houston, I don't like that it's in that dead zone of five. Uh, the, the good points have been gobbled up and taken away already. But um, yeah, this this uh, Chargers are too hurt. So give me give me Houston to make this kind of look, man. Chargers just got blown out by Jacksonville. You think that Houston can't keep this game close? Of course they can. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. They can win this game. <sighs> no, I'm not gonna go. There. I I don't want to play. I don't want any part of this game just because I I don't like betting on teams this injured, God. especially when I love it. I love you. Like this is a no brainer to me. I love Houston. I don't know, man. They're if you look back at their, I mean, I know they've been okay ATS this year. I mean, Indy obviously game one, that was a holy shit moment, and then you know last week they pushed against um, a terrible fucking Chicago, Chicago team on the, the road. But yeah, they, they pushed. I mean, I, I just don't know that they can score the ball enough even against this injured defense to keep this within a touchdown. I, I think this is just a sneaky Chargers 10-point win, but I don't have any interest in playing it, particularly mm-hmm. unless I get – and if I get some injury news later on, they get some of these guys back, which it's possible they get some of them back. And maybe yeah, Herbert's getting a little that. bit better. You know, he's, he's going to – they they say he can't get injured any worse by playing. I don't know how the fuck that's even possible – if you've got torn cartilage in your ribs, can it not get more torn? Can you not tear more? Does it not weaken the ribs and get broken? I don't. I've never that understood even, that. Doesn't and it doesn't even matter. It's not a. It's not a, the fact that he's can get more hurt. It's the fact that that's going to affect his his game. Like when you're that hurt, you're not going to, you know, uh, hold on to the ball, slide in the pocket is at, like you normally would. Like it's just going to make you not what you normally are. So. I yeah, it's, I, it's just the Texans are so bad. They're so, I mean, we, we knew they were going to be bad. They're 30th in the league in offensive DVOA and in defense. Let's see, they are 
gonna go with close to the last. No, surprisingly, they are 17th, so slightly below average, and that's what's holding them in these games and covering some. So maybe get a chance, but again, remember, 14% of the time is what you got if you don't win. So I'm not interested in a 14% bet on the Houston Texans, David Mills, who has turned back into the pumpkin that we all figured that he would uh, so far this year. He's just, he's not good. Anyway, moving on. Those Carolina Panthers. God damn it, they're fucking favored at home. Minus one and a half versus the fighting midgets that are coming to town. Yeah, this is this is a gross game. Uh, obviously, Arizona is my kryptonite. I've made that very clear to them and the Raiders. I can never get a read on. Um, and Carolina's giving me fifth too, so they're real close to falling into that kryptonite territory also. But if it's under three and it looks like it's going to stay there uh, for sure, then, then just give me Carolina under three. Um, if you like Arizona, then go ahead and pound them up on the um, teaser and get them to the three and the seven. But... Other than that, this is this, this is move on. I don't, I don't got anything else in this game. Well, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say Arizona. They're one of the teams that falls into that trend. And if you look at the look-ahead line, it was them minus 3.5 at Carolina. You already knew that Nuke was out. He was already suspended. It was already announced. So now you're, Big yeah, you're looking at five points of movement on this. I don't know what Carolina has shown you. That they could be upgraded at all. In fact, we've downgraded them in our power rankings. They didn't get upgraded at all. Um, no, they've been terrible. They've been terrible. The Cardinals have been have been downgraded, obviously, in our power rankings. They've been fucking awful. Both these teams could be 0-3. That's just the fact of the matter. But the other fact of the matter is I get Kyler Murray versus Baker Mayfield, which it's no doubt if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I've never been a fan of Baker Mayfield, but even I didn't think that he could look this fucking bad he has been beyond putrid and if you tell me that i don't even have to fucking win all i gotta do is win by a field goal and you give me the little midget that can do his magic dance back there in the fourth quarter yeah i'm taking that dude well they can i mean they can lose and you still cover if you like arizona but yeah just whoever if i pick for arizona then you take the other team if i pick against arizona then you take arizona like this is this fucking like it's it's the most sure bet in the world. <laughs> Makes me feel even better. All right, moving on. Those there Green Bay Packers. Nine and a half point home favorites versus the New England Patriots. The McCookie Monster is out. He's had too many cookies. Not going to make the trip. Yeah, his cookies fell down to his ankle and he just fucking <laughs> smashed and cracked. Uh, it's a stay away game for me. I I just I don't like betting unknown quarterbacks. Just like Dalton coming in, I just I just would rather stay away on stuff like this. You got Brian Horror probably starting. Uh, default to the huge number. I mean, it's just it's in an unknown game. Default to the huge number. What do you got? Yeah, I would lean New England. Uh, I like them better at the ten than the nine and a half, which are still a couple of tens out there. It was ten and a half earlier in the week, so obviously money coming in on New England. Which is right at the 10.5 because if you look at our quarterback rankings, uh, Brian Hoyer is 3.5 points worse than the McCookie Monster. Uh, the McCookie Monster is an average NFL quarterback. Brian Hoyer is about an average NFL backup, maybe slightly below. That's fine. Not worth fighting about. But if you look at the look headline, it was they were going to be plus 6. With the McCookie Monster at Green Bay, they're 9.5 now. 
that means there's really no value there to me at all. So, you know, again, uh, I wish I wish the ten and a half was there in the contest. I really fucking do because I was ready to fucking hammer New England on it. But now it's at fucking nine and a half, and it it, it just can't fucking it can't be a play. I'm sorry, it just can't. All right, moving on. Those are Las Vegas Raiders. Woo, they're off to a hot start. 0-3, minus 2.5, though, at home versus those Denver Broncos. Yeah, this uh, another another one of my kryptonite, kryptonite teams. Um, I like Denver on a tease up here to 7.5, but this does actually feel situationally a like a... They're at 2.5 yeah. now? Three, three, three in the contest and three at some books. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, all right. Well, then, yeah, that makes sense then. Because uh, I was going to say, situationally, this is a great spot for for Vegas to uh, kind of get right and get on track. Denver is somehow 2-1. They don't deserve to be 3-1. So, uh, yeah, why don't Vegas just go ahead and uh, get this win here. And, um, yeah, uh, if you like you like Denver, now you get to get them at eight and a half, through the three, through the seven, all the way to eight and a half on the tees. Yeah, Denver deserves to be at best one and, and I mean, I'm saying at fucking best <laughs> one and two. Uh, now, I'm yep. thankful that they did cover that game last week for me. I did have them in the contest. Uh, I got fucking lucky as shit there. But they shit the bed for us. I don't think either, either one has had it in the contest, but we did give it out of the clients week one in Seattle. Boy, was that a fucking shit show. Um so we've taken our lumps. No, that was in the contest. Oh, uh, was, was it? in the contest? Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, we've taken our lumps with these fuckers, and and then oh, yeah. we, but then I got lucky with them uh, last week. Obviously, that somehow they pulled out that baseball game, eleven to ten, the Rockies versus mm-hmm. whoever the fuck that was. That was a great home run at the bottom of the ninth. Russell the, Wilson led uh, off the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, amazing. It was a fucking dinger, and uh, they won it yeah. by one. So yeah. I got nothing but the Raiders here. The Raiders are one of those teams that are part of the trend. Teams that did not cover versus a team that did cover. And at the end of the day, I'm not sure which team in this is the better team. I think they're pretty close to even. I mean, obviously Denver has the better defense at this point, but they literally cannot score the fucking ball. And the look-ahead line on this was a Denver – or it was a pick em. So it's been two-and-a-half upgrade. To the Raiders to an 0 and 3 team, a two and a half point upgrade that really should tell you all you fucking need to know. And it's really three points in a lot of places. So obviously, it's the do factor. It's the do. I mean, they are 0 and 3. They're they're too good to be 0 and 4. I'm not going to go crazy and say they should have you know be 2 and 2 or anything like that. But they're definitely too good to be fucking 0 and 4. All right, moving on. Those Kansas City Chiefs. Boy, huge letdown for me last week. God damn it. Mm. They 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 said some words to some people and cost them a football game because words are yeah. violence. Well, guess what? Now they're one and a half point road favorites versus top of Brady and those Buccaneers who will not quite be the home team, maybe. They might be playing in Minnesota. Mm. It's a lot to look for in this Sunday night football game, but one thing I will tell you, I guarantee fucking to you this game's getting played one way or the other because there's too much money on the line for it not to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do with this game. Uh, the fact that they are going to move it likely um, 
I mean, if they move the game, if they move a venue, all bets are null and void. Uh, so, really, I guess, <laughs> I mean, if it, if you're in a contest, take Kansas City minus one, because if they move it to a neutral, it's going to be more like Kansas City minus two and a half, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure how, what that would do, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to do with this game. I mean, it's two teams coming off, uh, some losses, you know, just, what a, what a, t- I, I just wish it would like tick, if they do play it here in Tampa, which they probably won't, I wish it would tick up to where I can get it on, on a teaser leg one way or the other, or even both. Like I'd love to get Tampa at plus one and a half, tease them up. And then maybe by the game time, it, it completely flips a, a different way and you can get them on both sides. But yeah, I got nothing on this one. I don't, uh, t- tough game for me. Yeah. I think the middling thing is definitely where to go here. Um, I mean, if you're just going to be fair about it, and let's say Tampa's home field's two, and it's one and a half, well, if you move it to Minnesota, which that's the alternate plan at this point, that makes it a neutral site. So it's got to be, you know, Kansas City minus three and a half at that point. So you can easily middle, you know, your Tampa, your teaser up, and, you know, you could do, I don't Oh, no, you can't do. I guess you could do. No, you can't do quite get to the seven though for Kansas City either way. So no, it, it would have to move that way. But I mean, uh, who do you like in it? Like, what, is, what are the numbers they're taking this game if it's at current spot and current you know line? The numbers are split as it is. So yeah, it's, it's fucking, just just watch a great game, I guess. Yeah, I guess just watch a great game. But, man, it, feel, it feels like a sharp opportunity, though, to take Kansas City minus the one and a half because the trend on Brady, remember the 72% trend, which lost last week, uh, if he's less, if he's two and a half point favorite or less or a dog, 72% career ATS. However, if they give him the two points, go to Minnesota, now it's three and a half, you're out of that trend. So then you get to bet Kansas City on a discount and get out of that fucking trend. I don't know. It, yeah. it, it's one of those spots where you it, it's going to take some fucking balls either way to fucking play this game. Uh, but I see it no ticking shit. down to one at most books. So maybe they're getting wind that they're actually going to play this game in Tampa. And what I'm seeing with the weather reports, obviously uh, Hurricane Ian, I believe it is, is it's slammed in the coast today about 2 o'clock at 150 miles an hour. So... Obviously, thoughts and prayers to all those people um, in Florida. And talking about how people are so dumb in Philly, I saw the combination of Florida man and Philly stupidity. Today, I saw a video of a dumbass taking his Eagles flag out and standing against the wind and letting the Eagles flag fly versus a 100-mile-an-hour wind while he stood out there until he got blown backwards like a fucking moron. So... Yeah, that's what you get when you combine Florida with uh, Philadelphia. You just get yeah. a different level that's of fucking nice. retard is what you get. <laughs> that's a whole nother, That's full retard. That's when you go full retard there. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, moving on. The last game, Monday Night Football. The San Francisco 49ers coming back home, licking their fucking wounds after they lost to the Rockies 10-11. to they're minus one and a half at home versus those L.A. Rams. Yeah, and they're still looking their wounds because Trent Williams is out, and that team looks completely different without Trent Williams. So normally, 
Normally, usually a smash spot for San Francisco. To me, this completely flipped to the other side and hit that sounder. Give me the Rams to come in here and get this win. I don't look. I, I talked about it at the at the beginning of the year. I don't like the way this line looks uh, on the interior, anyways. And their their the strength, however, though, was Trent Williams and McGlinchey on the outside. Now they're without probably the best offensive line in the game. That's too much. Uh, Rams win this game. Yeah, a lot of things stink to me about this game, and I'll try to keep it brief. The look-ahead line was San Francisco minus one and a half. It's minus one and a half. Uh, it's moved down to one at one book that I see. So I, I, I'm a little bit confused on how you could not. I guess because even though you downgrade San Francisco overall, the upgrade from Jimmy G from the rookie or whatever, second-year Trey Lance, first-year starter, I guess makes up that difference. Um, and the other thing is that, you know, for all of uh, Shanny's faults, he fucking owns McVay. And, I mean, he owns him like he's McVay's daddy. He might be old enough to be his daddy at this point, but either way. Uh, and I heard from, you know, a, a good friend of ours, uh, Mackenzie Rivers, who's very tied into San Francisco. They're asking kind of schematically what was uh, – really the difference of why he thought the 49ers uh, do so well against the Rams. And he basically said because both these teams are built pretty much the same as far as schematically on offense, the difference is the 49ers actually invest money into the interior of their linebackers and stuff like that, and they're so much better at stopping things up the middle, which kind of shuts the Rams down, and the Rams don't invest shit uh, other than obviously the – the best defensive tackle to ever play football. But other than him, you know, their linebackers are crap. They don't get to stop. Well, they got Bobby Wagner. They signed yeah, him. but, I mean, he's more of a veteran player. He's not quite the player that he was. So, you know, yeah. that historically, in other words, the, ramp, the 49ers could run up the gut on them and hit them with those uh, running plays. And the Rams, when they kind of run the same thing, it doesn't really work because the San Francisco's linebackers, as you've chronicled, Many, many times, uh, they have probably the best inside linebacking core in all of football, and that's really been the difference oh, yeah. in the matchup. Uh, but again, with Trent Williams gone, that is a huge loss. There's no doubt about that. Um, but do the Rams really have the outside pass rush to take advantage of it this year without a Von Miller? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you would think that Shanty could scheme around that for a few games if he's supposedly the genius that he is. Um, I'm, I'm just split on this game. I'm torn. I, I really wanted to fuck San Francisco falls into that trend. I wanted to go San Francisco, but I, I, I'm definitely, definitely torn on it. I could see either team winning this game. So I'm sorry to be so wishy-washy guys this week, but it, it's, a, it's a fucking, it's a tough, <laughs> tough one week. This is a tough slate this week for sure. All right. Well, hope you were paying attention, and I hope you've been paying attention to those sounders because that was all the wins coming in the air tonight, <laughs> baby. All right, boys and girls, it's time you all been waiting for. It's time for the free. I said free picks of the week. Longhorn, lay it on them, baby. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the game of the week, and I hit the sound on them, so of course I'm going to put them in here. Free pick is Baltimore, plus three. Shop it around. Maybe you can find a three and a half. Maybe not. I don't know, but I think they win this game anyway. So free pick, Baltimore, plus the points at home against Buffalo. All right, your college free pick of the week is going to be the Arizona Wildcats, minus 17 and a half. Who the Fuck are they laying 17 and a half to? I'll tell you who. Colorado. The handicap on this is pretty simple. What we look for in big favorites is an efficient and explosive offense versus a team that has neither. Arizona's 23rd uh, best efficiency offense and 16th in explosiveness in the country. Colorado, on the other hand, is 95th in efficiency and 116th in explosiveness. Translation. Arizona will be judicious in getting points, and when they have the ball, and when they, if they get into any kind of trouble, they can hit big plays and score in bunches. Colorado can do neither one of those things, and on the flip side, Colorado is the 124th ranked defense in the country at defending explosive plays. Arizona should be able to put up enough points on the board that that back door is out of reach. So go Wildcats on that one, and bonus, best bet for me, pizza money parlay. Woo, it's a big one. Tulane, money line. TCU, money line. Kansas, money line. That three-team parlay pays you 13.5 to 1. That's more than double a normal three-teamer. Let's fucking go, baby. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me, man. Sounds pretty good. I mean, come on, man. We barely, we barely just started, man. We barely just started. <laughs> All right, Longhorn, tell me about the fabulous website one more time. All right, you Glory Hole Seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all, but more importantly, Sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners for life and boast of us, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. God damn it, people never pay a book again. Stephen Tyler, take us out, baby!